0: Well, good evening and welcome again to our carols. My name's Toby, I'm the vicar here, and it's wonderful to have you here for this celebration as we head towards Christmas. I'm gonna read some words to you here. Three lions on a sleigh, with she-lions inspiration, Santa says let's play the Christmas tree formation. It's coming home, it's coming home for Christmas football's coming home. Baddiel and Skinner lied to us. It's not come home. In fact, in the words of a headline that I read this morning, England football's not coming home, but Dave the cat is. This is a reference to a stray Qatari cat who befriended John Stones and Kyle Walker and is now being apparently shipped to the UK for adoption. I say, sadly, about the football, but um, my wife is over the moon. Uh, No more one-way conversations where I'm staring at a screen as she tries to talk to me about Christmas plans, and I try and guess by her intonation whether there is a response required to what she's talking about. But many of us long to come home. I'm sure the footballers are longing to be at home, and this time of year is a time when we talk about coming home a lot. If you watched any of our TV adverts around this time of year, they often depict a perfect family having a perfect family Christmas bought from Aldi, Lidl, wherever it is. But for many of us, that's not actually how things work at Christmas. If your home is anything like mine, cramming a number of people who you dearly love who also know how to push your buttons and get a rise into a small space for a confined period of time is a recipe for explosions so I don't know what your Christmas is looking like maybe you're gonna be home alone like Kevin the carrot in one of the adverts maybe you're gonna be a long way from home I think of Natalia and Sophia who are part of our congregation here from the Ukraine separated from many of their family members. Or uh, Ali, who is from Iran, again separated from his family. But nonetheless, the idea of home is a powerful one. If you've been watching any of the uh, recent IDENT trailers on BBC, uh, they've been for a film that's coming out on Christmas Eve about a boy, a mole, a fox and a horse on a journey to help the boy find his home. It's all about finding home. And it's based on uh, an illustrator uh, called Charlie Makassi, and one of his most popular illustrations in a book that he released last year is this one. It says, "'Sometimes I feel lost,' said the boy. "'Me too,' said the mole. "'But we love you, and I think love brings us home.'" Many of us, I think, feel like the boy, a bit lost. How do we find our home? What does home really look like? Uh, Charlie Maxey, the illustrator, uh, this film is based on, spoke here at, at St. Nick's a few years ago, and he talked a little bit about his Christian faith, but also about his inspiration in his life is the picture that Jesus portrayed of God as a father, Who runs out to meet his estranged son? It's a picture of God welcoming home. And I don't know what Christmas holds for you, what home might look like, but the message of Christmas is this that you are loved, not just by your friends or your family, not by some ethereal idea of the universe but by a personal God who made you, who formed you, and who loves you. The message of Christmas is you are loved because God sent his son, Jesus. In Jesus Christ, God made his home amongst us. That's how St. John puts it in his gospel, as Al was just saying to us. The word God became flesh and made his home among us, full of grace and truth. I heard of a, a young boy who was doing a drawing, and he had scribbled some stuff on a, on a piece of paper. His mother looked over and said, oh, you know, darling, what are you, what are you drawing? And he said, I'm drawing a picture of God. And the mum said, oh, sweetie, that's really lovely, but no one actually knows what God looks like. And the boy replied, well, they will do by the time I've finished. And the, qu- the, the claim of the New Testament is that we do know what good God looks like in the person of Jesus, who is, as John says, full of grace and truth. Full of grace. What does that mean? What does the word grace mean? Grace is God's undeserved favor, his unconditional love for you. We live in a society of the opposite, conditional love. We live in a world of performance-related pay, targets, deadlines, where points win prizes and goals win cups. There's no such thing as a free lunch. And let's be honest, religion often adds to the load rather than lessening it. God seems remarkably like a a more powerful Santa who's making a list and checking it twice and gonna find out who's naughty or nice. I heard of one child who wrote to Father Christmas like this. Dear Santa, there are three boys who live in this house. There's Jeffrey, who's two. There's David, who's four. There's Norman, who's seven. Jeffrey is good some of the time. David is good some of the time. Norman is good all of the time. I am Norman. But the truth is, none of us is good all the time. We all fail. Uh, particularly at Christmas, I think. And what we find in Jesus is a God of grace, of unconditional love, which means that, that there's nothing that you can do that will make God love you more. No amount of hard work or doing the right thing. And there's nothing you could do that will make God love you less. No amount of things that you do wrong can exclude you from his love. God loves you in the midst of the good, the bad, the hopes, the hardships, the fears, the failures. In the midst of our mess, God chose to make his home amongst us. That's what the Christmas story shows us. Think of the different people involved. There's Joseph who's engaged to a woman who's carrying a child that's not his. Mary is an unmarried mother-to-be journeying to a foreign land she's never been to before. Neither is at home for Christmas, not even a hotel, but a stable. The first visitors are shepherds, mucky outcasts. And after the birth, they become homeless refugees in Egypt. This is not shiny, happy people. This is mess. And it's to the center of that mess that Jesus is born. It's a story of grace, God's grace. And God's grace changes people. I don't know if you've seen uh, Louis Theroux's interviews on uh, BBC on iPlayer with various people. One of them's with Stormzy, a really interesting interview with him. And also Joe Wiley this week, uh, last week, uh, interviewed Stormzy about his new album. And she said, interestingly, I don't think she's a Christian, but she said, my favorite track on your album is the one called Holy Spirit, which is basically a gospel song. And this is what Stormzy says in it. He says, I've been searching for my Jesus. Times when I felt worthless, you gave me peace and purpose. Although I don't deserve it, although I'm far from perfect, I need you to hold me close. The message of the gospel is, laws can't love you, success cannot satisfy, but there is a God who loves you, who wants to make his home with you and draw you close. It's the most amazing gift that's been ever given. I don't know what gifts you've planned for this Christmas. I don't know if you've bought your gifts already. I'm not very good at buying gifts. My first married Christmas with my wife, Jill, I tried really hard. I was picking up hints about what she might like throughout the year. And one of the things she mentioned was it's a bit annoying that half-frying pan doesn't have a lid. I thought, "Great. I'll just keep that one, squirrel that one away for later on. I went online and I found not just any saucepan lid. I got the the top-of-the-range reinforced glass uh, Le Creuset, if that's the right way of pronouncing it, thank you, saucepan lid. Now, obviously it wouldn't fit in this in the stocking so everything else went in the stocking but under the tree was the saucepan lid i couldn't wait she started opening the gifts in the stocking she said this this is very generous this is incredible i can't wait for what's under the tree we got to the big moment the big reveal and she was happy on the outside inside she was seething and she told me so afterwards anyway i've learned my lesson But I don't know what you're like at giving gifts. You know, the thing about gifts is they cost nothing to receive. You're you're free if you receive a gift. But they're not free to the person who's given them. They cost you something. This greatest gift of Jesus cost God everything. Jesus gave up his life, in fact, to show how much he loves you. Greater love has no one than this and they lay down their life for their friends. God's grace is free to you. It costs him everything, but it is free to receive tonight. And that lavish love and grace is the attitude that transforms hearts, minds, people down the ages. That's why we're supposed to overlook offenses, forgive one another, encourage one another, love one another as he has loved us. So, God is full of grace. Secondly, what we find in Jesus is that God is full of truth. The Merriam Webster word of the year from the dictionary for 2022 is gaslighting, the act of grossly misleading someone, especially for one's own advantage. This is the statement they said In an age of misinformation, of fake news, conspiracy theories, Twitter trolls, and deep fakes, gaslighting has emerged as a word of our time. What a sad state of affairs. But actually it's true, we live in a post-truth society. We don't trust claims about truth. We become suspicious of advertisers and politicians and celebrities, and understandably so. But truth is important. If you buy a car, you want to know the truth about that car. If you start a relationship with someone, you want to know the truth about that person. And actually, we're crying out for the truth. We're screaming for the truth. And the claim is that Jesus is full of grace and truth. Two questions that people tend to ask about the Christian faith. The first is, does it work? Does it make any difference to be a Christian? If you're here and you wouldn't call yourself a Christian, my encouragement is ask someone, find someone who is, and say, what difference does it actually make to your life? But the second question is equally important. Is it true? Is there any evidence to believe in this? That's kind of what we look at uh, on the Alpha course, a course that runs for uh, nine weeks, starting again in, in February. Is it true is one of the questions that we look at. It's a very important question. Frank Skinner, who wrote It's Coming Home, Three Lions, uh, co-wrote it with David Baddiel. He was an alcoholic for many years. He's a comedian. But he's actually written quite openly about his struggles with alcohol, but how he's overcome them through a rediscovery of his Christian faith. And he wrote something interesting here. He wrote this. I don't want to believe in something because it makes me feel happy, or I might as well just believe in Father Christmas. He then went on to talk about reading the Bible on the loo, and he said this. He said, it helps me to understand the concept of God truly becoming man. He's interested in the truth. So Jesus comes full of grace and truth, and both are really important. Truth becomes hard unless it is softened by grace, but grace becomes weak unless it is strengthened by truth, and Jesus is full of grace and truth. The final part of uh, this verse from John 1, it says, To all who received him, to all who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Jesus came not for the shiny people who seem to have it all together on the outside as we often do at this time of year. No, he came to the mess, to the muck, to the difficulty, to the reality of humanity. He came to Mary, to Joseph, to the shepherds, to the kings, to all who would receive him. And I don't know where you're at tonight. Maybe you're thinking, I'm not really sure about any of this stuff. Well, can I encourage you? Think about trying one session of Alpha in the new year. You may be thinking, well, I kind of believe some of this stuff, but I'd love to believe a bit more. Well, my encouragement is you, you, could, you could start praying. You could start reading the Bible. Or you may not be there yet. That's fine. But my encouragement is to know this, that Jesus came full of grace and truth to make Is home with you. And if you want to receive him, you can do that tonight. In a moment, we're going to uh, hear Away in a Manger performed for us, and the band are going to come up now. But I'd love to finish, just as they come up, with two quotes from a couple of the England football team. Marcus Rashford talks about his faith. He says, When I pray, It's the only conversation I have where I utterly drop my guard about every doubt and fear and idiocy and imperfection. And then Bakayo Saka, you may have heard his press conference ahead of the game this week. He said this, I read my Bible every night. But the main thing for me is keeping my faith, having faith in God so I don't need to be nervous or worry about any outcomes. The outcome wasn't what he hoped for. And then he finishes with this. He says, I can start worrying about different things and different outcomes, but instead, I choose to put my faith in God. Can I encourage you this Christmas to do the same? Amen.